It's a great night. It is a great night. And I got a great word to bring tonight in the name of Jesus. Everybody, everybody just close your eyes for a minute. Reach your hand towards me right now and be in faith for this word. Father, I thank you that the anointing is on your word. The anointing is on me to bring this word. And I thank you for this word being effective and life-changing and liberating tonight. And if you believe it, say amen, amen. and amen. Well, you know that <clears throat> we've been all summer long preaching what? Summer reruns. Reruns of the last year and a half or two years, just different series that we've taught. And so we're just bringing a word out of that series. And last year I um, did a series entitled Receiving from God. How many remember that? Man, it must have been really powerful. <clears throat> really, really powerful. Life-changing. Um, anyway, but <clears throat> it was entitled Receiving from God. And so tonight, I'm just taking bits and pieces out of that series. And the title of my message is, I believe. Say that. I receive. I receive. The title of my message is, I believe, I receive. And there's two words in that title that are really important for you to understand to be and to live your life in manifestation. There's two words in that title that are really, really important to understand. Number one, the word believe. And number two, the word receive. And so we're going to define those two words in the scriptures that we talk about tonight. <clears throat> and at the end of this tonight, I want you, if you're in faith, to stand and receive what you're believing for. Amen. Okay, so I want you to prepare yourself tonight. Think about what you're believing for. You say, well, you know, Pastor, I don't, I don't know if I'm believing for anything. Well, tonight's the night you need to start really focusing on believing because you and I were created to believe what's already been prepared for us. And you're going to see in Scripture tonight, I'm going to read two stories from the Gospels. I'm going to read two stories and talk about how that what we're believing for is already there. Right. I'm not believing for something that God's going to go make and create. It's already there for me. All the supply that you and, that you and I, all, all that we need in life has already been taken care of. Actually, before the foundation of the world, the Son of Man already accomplished everything that you and I would need. And... That doesn't, that doesn't sometimes make sense. Sometimes you can hear something like that and, you, and, and your mind just goes, that doesn't even make sense. And a lot of times when things don't make sense, people turn it off. Eh, you know, whatever. That, that doesn't make sense, so I'm not going to spend time trying to figure it out. Well, you need to. And so tonight, <clears throat> title of my message is, I believe, I receive. And I want to look at those two words. I'm going to give you some definitions of those two words. Um, the word believe, and I'm, I'm, 
I've compiled a, a definition from several dictionaries, and so I kind of put this together myself. So to believe is to accept something as true. To believe is to accept something as true. To believe is to have a belief about something. To believe is to have a belief about something. To believe is to be absolutely persuaded about a specific thing. To be absolutely persuaded about something is to believe. To believe is to trust. To accept truth based on what someone said. To accept truth. To believe is to accept truth based on what someone said. And the someone we're talking about tonight is Jesus. A lot of times people may say something to you and you're not sure whether you can believe it or not. And because, because... we've lived in a life and and been around people or even ourselves have been this way where we've not been trustworthy, we've not followed through in the things that we said we would do, or we live around people that don't follow through with the things that they say that they're going to do. A lot of times to believe in a God that you can't see with your natural eye, how, how, why would we or how could we believe that he's actually going to do what he said in his word? Who's, Who's to say that this is really true. We, we have no proof that this is true. You, you realize you can, you can study history about a specific person, and, and a lot of times you can have ten different stories about how this guy was. Anybody ever studied George Washington? I don't know. I've, I've read a dozen or more books or commentaries on George Washington, and it's amazing the different stories that people tell or the accounts of history about his life. I mean, you know, most people, if you talk about George Washington, you think of a great man. So in most cases, he did a lot of great things. But there's certain people that believe one thing about him, and and, and certain people believe something else. And who's to say that, that history gave us this book, God gave us this book, but history, in many people's mind, history gave us this book, but who's to say that it's authentic? And that it's real. You have to believe it. And to believe it is to believe that what God said is absolutely true. That's a belief system. Right? Now, to receive is defined several things that I put together here about receiving. To believe is one thing. To receive is something different, but yet it's similar. Um... To receive is to come into possession of. To receive is to come into possession of. To receive something, and I I like the way the Merriam-Webster's had had part of a definition uh, with these words. Um, To permit to enter. So, we are on the receiving end of a permit to enter into all that God has. 
to receive all that God has from his word. To accept something as truth. So to be on the receiving end of what someone said, you're going to receive by accepting first and foremost that it's true. And then to receive is to be a recipient of. To be a recipient of, to receive. So, tonight, say this, with, say this after me. I believe, I receive. Okay, now, I've got six passages of Scripture that real quickly I'm going to put together. And, and I want you to be open tonight to stand, if you want to, at the end of this service and me pray for you to be on the receiving end of what you believe that you believe God has for you about a specific thing. doesn't matter what it is. And it doesn't, and, and, and we're, we're not here, I'm, I'm not going to have people talk about what those things are. What matters is you and I are going to agree as, as, as there is agreement in Scripture, and you and I are going to agree that you're gonna, you, are, you are receiving the things that you're believing God for. Amen? But we have to get Scripture on it. So, we're believing that we're receiving. Luke chapter 6, we're going to start with this. All the scriptures I have are found in um, the Gospels. Luke chapter 6 and verse 37. I'm going to start with verse 37 and 8, and then I'm going to back up and look at a few other verses. Judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom, for with the measure that you use, it shall be measured back to you. And that goes with all the things that were just talked about in those two verses of Scripture. I want you to see something that when when you forgive you'll be forgiven when you give it's given back to you in other words when and and we're going to take our two words when you believe there's an exchange involved when you believe in something there's an exchange because your whole your, your whole person gets in a position to receive and you have an expectation and you're absolutely persuaded about things that you really believe in. But to believe is not just to hope. To believe is not just to, you know, I, I hope that God, will, that God will do something. When we understand that God has already done everything that He'll ever do and that to be on the receiving end is now to build a belief system on the inside about what we're doing, there is an exchange involved. Notice these two verses again. When, when you judge not, you'll not be judged. When you condemn not, you'll not be condemned. When you forgive, you'll be forgiven. And many people don't forgive others because they're not forgiven themselves. So when you take the first step of what? Trust, of faith, of believing in something, that when you forgive someone else, then you'll walk in forgiveness. See, see, a lot of times we try to get the results 
backwards than the way God wants to do it. The world may see it that way. See, if you, if you, if you line up, then I'll forgive you. If you do everything right in your life, then I'll forgive. If you don't judge me, then I won't judge you. And it's backwards. See, there has to be a belief system to do it God's way. Now watch, watch these verses. Everybody say exchange. When we understand how to believe God, there's an exchange of receiving that's involved. Someone says, so, so we do that to just get whatever it is we're gonna, that, that we're going to get out of it? It's not something that we get. It's something that we receive. And, and, and you know, through the years, especially in the financial realm, people have, have brought this to me many times and said, you know, so, so in other words, you give to get something. No. The Bible says you give to receive. To do what? To give. To do what? Receive. To do what? To give. To receive. To give to receive. To give to receive. See, God created you to be blessed, to be a blessing. We give to receive, to give. We don't give to get. A person that gives to get, they're doing it with wrong motive. And, just, and, and a lot of times the giving to get is just a selfish thing to get my own needs met. God didn't create us that way because God's already met all your needs. You don't need to get, give to get to take care of yourself. God wants to take care of you, and we got to work this process out. That's why we have to learn to believe so that we receive and continue believing to receive to establish his covenant in the earth in our lives. Giving to receive to give is God's covenant establishment in this life. And it comes through a belief system and believing in the economy of God and not thinking like the world. Amen? There's an exchange involved. Look at, look at this passage starting with verse 27 of Luke 6. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on one cheek, of, uh, on, wait, 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 where am I? To him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your coat, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you do also likewise to them. One translation says, however you want to be treated, take the first step and treat others that way. And what will happen? There's an exchange involved. See, when I step out and treat people good, then good's going to come to me. Why? Because what's intact in the earth until, uh, I mean, till the end of the earth that we know of is seed time and harvest time, right? So whatever a man sows in anything that you do, you, when you see your life as a seed, anything that you do produces a harvest. It produces an exchange. God set it up that way. And it's not, a lot of times when there's things that aren't working out in our lives, it's not God doing something to us. It's seed time and harvest intact. we got to change the way we're sowing. Because when, if I'm sowing unforgiveness because of what someone did to me, we're still going to reap the harvest of that. It, does, it doesn't mean that God doesn't know what someone did, if somebody hurt you or whatever, but he's teaching us in his word how to get the right exchange, not the wrong exchange. Notice what he said here. So in other words, how you want others to treat you, you take the first initiative and treat them that way. But if you love those who love you, 
what credit is that for you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that for you? For even sinners do the same. See, if my seed doesn't cost me something, if it doesn't move me, it's probably not going to move God. If it's a financial seed, if it's, if it's sowing unforgiveness, if it's, if, you know, what profit is it if you're just good to those that are good to you? There's nothing. I mean, it's good, you know, keep doing good to those who are good to you. But there's no faith involved, right? There's no belief system being developed. Will it work to forgive somebody that's been ugly to you? The Bible says it is. Okay, but how do we know this is true? You have to believe it. How many in here tonight have a salvation card that they got from heaven? Sent, scanned from heaven when you got born again. It's proof that you're saved. I'm not, I'm not talking about a baptism card from the church. I'm talking about a salvation card. Nobody has it. You know where mine is? Right here. It's singed in my heart. I believe this stuff. I wouldn't be standing here tonight. There's a lot of other things that you and I could do other than being here tonight. And there's a lot of other things in life that we could do that, that maybe you have talents and abilities at, but where you want to be is where God wants you. See, and it takes a belief system to do what God has instructed us to do. So to love those who persecute you and take advantage of you and forgive them is something that you have to do by faith. And what it does is it, build, it builds a belief system. When it's difficult, when it costs you something, it builds something inside of you. You know what? This works. This works. And then you testify to somebody else. You know what? I've been carrying this thing around like a ball and chain all my life. Just carrying this thing around. Somebody did something to me when I was five years old. Now I'm 50, and I've been carrying this thing this whole time. What they do? Told me they didn't like my eyes. You've been carrying that around? Yeah, I've been mad at him. You know, I've been mad at those people for 45 years. I've been carrying it around, pulling this thing along, saying all kinds of things. And what happened? It blew up into something huge, like it, like it couldn't be handled. And then all, all of a sudden, you come along and you see a passage like this, and you choose to sow and do good to that person, and what happens? There's an exchange of receiving, and all of a sudden, something changes, and you realize, you know what? I didn't have to live with this. And then all of a sudden, there may be five or six or eight other things that you realize you don't have to live with either that are in different areas. But, but see, it, build, it starts building a belief system so that we can be on the receiving end of all that God already has for us. Listen to me. God doesn't go and create and make whatever it is that you need. It's already there. It's already there. Amen? Mark chapter 5. I'm going to read this story. I caught that. See that? Mark chapter 5. I'm just going to read through this real quickly. <clears throat> There's something, something here that's really important that we see. Mark chapter 5, we're going to start with verse um, 21. Two stories here, one in Mark 5 and one in Mark 9. 
Now when Jesus had crossed over again by the boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the elders of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and he saw him, and he fell at his feet, and he begged him earnestly, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, and she may be healed, that she may be healed, and she will live. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years, and had suffered many things from many physicians, and had spent all that she had and was better, but rather she grew worse. Uh, wait a minute, I didn't read that right. It says, she spent all that she had and was no better, but rather she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, everybody say she heard about him. She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, the Amplified right here says, for she kept saying, this is what she kept saying. She kept saying, if only I can touch his clothes, 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 I'll be made well, I'll be made well, I'll be made well. If only I can touch his clothes, what he did for that other person, he can do it for me. Right? And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Now think about it. Think about this. How many other people in the crowd? They said, they said I, I, I read this, I don't know where, how this person got this number, but in, in the three years of Jesus' earthly ministry, some people say that he ministered to over a half a million people in three years. That he ministered to that many people. How many people do you think were in these crowds? See, he had been, healings and manifestations had been happening. You realize this is a group of people who had not seen a miracle in over 400 years. And all of a sudden, everywhere he goes, and a lot of what he does is producing miracles, and people are stirred up. But how many people, how many people were walking by and pushing his disciples and said, Master, they're, every, they're pushing you, they're touching you. Everyone, tons of people. Touch. No, 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 no. Somebody made an exchange. Somebody made an exchange. Somebody made an exchange on the deposit that was there all the time. Somebody did. Somebody had faith and confidence that there was something in me that they needed. If I can just touch his clothes. How many other people touched his clothes? Ah, if you're the son of God, come on, do something, you know, make something happen. No. See, the supply is already there. Today, over 2,000 years later, the same supply that was in him is present here today. You know how vital that it is? In, 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 our, in my message, uh, I don't know when it was, a couple Sundays ago, I think it was, when I, when I preached the word having faith for more, I talked about, see, in this case right here, Jesus walked around with a faith level that was through the roof. And he was constantly in a position 
for miracles and things to happen because of his faith level, for people to put their faith in what he had. So you and I have a responsibility to build faith to help others to believe in the God that we serve that don't know him, that they've got to see that we believe this stuff the way he believed it. You see? And, 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 and just, you know, think about this. When I, when I was first born again, and, and I'll just use this quick story, and I want to get back to this. When I was first born again, I, I listened to all kinds of teachers, and I, and I was around all types of people that, that talked about, you know, what, what, what the church's responsibility is, is, is to go around and do miracles everywhere. Go clear the hospitals out, do all this kind of stuff. And so every time somebody was not, was not well or somebody was at a hospital or something, man, I was at the hospital. And I was there to jerk them up and take them out of the room. And, you know, I mean, I, I had watched movies and read stories and books of people that raised the dead. Man, I mean, I was, you know, you can ask my wife. I mean, everywhere I would go, I was ready to do that. I was ready to turn the world upside down, you know. But, you know, the longer I've walked with God, I've realized he didn't do that. He was in his own hometown and there were very few things that happened there. Why? Because there was no faith. And, and I, I can't tell you how many people, I mean, I, I was, one, one time I was dragging a guy out of a hospital bed. Come on, get up. And I was doing it out of pressure. I was doing it feeling this pressure to perform something and, and to cause a manifestation out of this situation. But the, the, the one key thing that I forgot was to ask God. I mean, I was young. I was, you know, pretty whatever. Lack of a better word, stupid. Huh? Green. <laughs> green, green, green. But you know what? God loves that kind of stuff. I mean, he, he just does. You know why? Because it doesn't take a boatload of faith. It takes faith as a, like a little bitty mustard seed. You know, don't tell me that the woman with the issue of blood had been to eight years of Bible school and, and had all of this, you know, faith development in it. No, she didn't have no faith development. She'd probably seen a couple things happen, and she'd spent all of her life savings on doctors that made her worse. And she was just thinking, you know what? If he did it for them, he'll do it for me. That's the faith that she had. That was the faith that she had. And when she stepped out and she did what she did, he knew there was an exchange involved. There was a, she was drawing from the deposit. And I'm just telling you today, it's no different. It's no different today. You and I have to draw from the deposit that is there from God. We have to draw from the deposit. And the more we spend time helping other people draw because of our faith level being high, the more things good happen in our lives. We enter into that place of rest. Jesus said, take, he said, uh, probably going to butcher the, quoting it correctly, but it says, he said, um, take my, how, how's that go? All of a sudden, I'm blank. Take my yoke upon me, on you, and learn from me. 
for my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And he said, enter into that place of rest. That place of rest is not a place to do nothing. That place of rest is absolute trust and confidence that what God said, he will do it. Yes. To believe is to be absolutely persuaded. Abraham was finally, after 25 years, he became absolutely persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to perform it, and they had a child, and the fulfillment of what God had prophesied 25 years earlier, boom, it came to pass. It came to pass. And it's no different with you and I. Can you say amen? Mark chapter 9, another story real quick. Verse, um, well, let's jump down to verse 17. Mark chapter 9 and verse 17. Um, then one of the crowd said, so Jesus, you know, there's, there's chapter after chapter in here where he's just going from one place to the next, miracle after miracle, thing after situation after situation. There's so much that you can learn. I always challenge the church you know, at least once a year, you ought to read through the Gospels, and you ought to do it three times. And, and when you read through the Gospels three times, as you're reading through the Gospels, what happens is it begins to change your thinking. And, and I, I've done it for years, and I'm telling you, every time I do it, after 38 plus years, I haven't done it that many years, but I mean, after being born again that long, probably I've done it maybe 15 years at least. But every single time I do it, it takes me to another level because of the revelation that comes out of it. So I encourage you to do that. But watch, watch what he said in this story. One of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. And he answered and said, you poor little darlings. He didn't say that. He said, you faithless generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. So they bring, they bring him to him and he's foaming at the mouth and he's convulsing. Verse 20, and they brought him to him. And when, when Jesus saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. Right in, the, right in the presence of Jesus, the spirit takes that guy throws him on the ground. I mean, and starts, he starts convulsing, foaming at the mouth, doing whatever he, that he does. And he fell on the ground, and he wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, so Jesus enters into a conversation here. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, and he said, from childhood. And often he's thrown, he, he, he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. How could Jesus say that? Because the key to the exchange is believing. If you can believe, there's nothing you can't have because everything is already there. Did you get that? 
if you can believe. Now watch. Your mind would say, yeah, but you know, listening to what the man just said, he's already in unbelief. Not necessarily. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, what? I believe. He said, I believe. But help my unbelief. You know what that is? That is gut honest. I can't tell you how many times when, when I was dragging that guy out of the hospital bed, I was believing and not believing at the same time, but I didn't say, Lord, help my unbelief. God, raise him up. And I'm not saying that, that, that you know, I'm, I, I've done that before, somebody in the hospital, and I've seen him be raised up as a result of it. A lot of situations where I've seen things happen. My point is, it's not just doing anything. It's, it's having belief and faith in, a, in, in what God says is so, and, and, and believing in the words of Jesus, like this man did. He said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. So this guy, his head was screaming out because of what things in the natural say about what was going on and what was happening here. In the natural, he's seen this since he was a child. So he's seen it for years and years and years, and his head saying, this is impossible. What am I even doing here asking this guy to help me? But he said, you know what? I've seen you do some other things, and I, I believe if you did it for them, you can do it for me. Help my unbelief. So, in, in this situation, we have disciples that could do nothing. We have a dad that's partially doubting. And what happens at the end of this? Jesus delivers that and casts the devil out of that, thing, out, out of that young man and, and delivered him and he set him free. Did Jesus just do it because he wanted to prove he was the son of God? No, he did it because there was a belief in that man. Listen to me. It doesn't take boatloads of faith to see things happen. It just takes faith like a seed. You know why? Because I promise you, this man saw something happen. It developed his belief system. And he saw exchange involved. I don't know about you, but when you see exchange involved, you want more of that. Hmm? When you see the goodness of God and what God can do and things in your life that don't work, man, I want the exchange. I don't want to live not seeing the exchange happen. And to get on the receiving end, I have to develop a system of belief that I can't be talked out of that grows stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger every day. I don't, you, you know, this man right here, after Jesus died and he, and he went to the cross and he rose and he ascended upon high, this guy right here, that's not going to work with him forever. But it started right there. He had to grow in faith like everybody else does. He had to grow in a belief system like everybody else does. You and I have to grow and develop in a belief system so we can be on the receiving end and the exchange of all that God has for us. Can you say amen? <clears throat> Glory to God. Um, so, I want to look at, in just in the last 10 minutes or so, I want to look at three quick passages and I want you to remember these and then... And then I'm going to pray for you at the end. 
Matthew 7 and verse 7. It says, ask and it will be given you. Seek and you, you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. For every one who asks receives. Every one who asks receives. Say this with me. I believe I receive. Say it again. Say it one more time. Everybody who asks receives. James chapter 4. James 4 and verse 2. You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Wow, that's a, there's a lot to that, just jumping right into that verse, right? But I'm trying to get to this sentence of this second verse. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive. Remember what he said, what did Jesus say? Jesus' words are like the Supreme Court. They rule. Jesus said, everybody who asks, receives. Right here, he says, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. Or you ask with the wrong motive. I mean, I've, I've heard some people tell me that they asked for specific things and didn't get it and, and were really, really upset. I, I, I have a story, and I, and, I, and I can't say it exactly the way it was because I don't want to in any way get it out, but I, I had a guy one time tell me, he showed me a picture of somebody that he said was going to be his future wife. And the picture was from a magazine and that he just told me that's what God told him and I said and you know you don't want to discourage people <laughs> you know as a pastor you want to say ah it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard even though my mind is saying that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you know <clears throat> and 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 he said he said no but 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 I, I, I really believe it well when you believe something and you know that you've heard from God about something then you will receive it See, and, and along the way, see, when God told Abraham that he would be the father of many nations, there were a lot of things that crept in to try to convince him that that was not true. And, and 25 years later, we see in the New Testament that he was absolutely convinced and persuaded. Why? Because along the way, he built a belief system. And you know what you have to do when you build a belief system? You have to learn to repent for stupid things that you've said were, were God that really weren't God along the way. Why? We've got to grow up. Who, who hasn't made mistakes? The guy, with the, the guy with his son being controlled by a demon spirit. God, I believe, but, but help my unbelief. Lord, I, I, I realized that there was one time that I, I wrote a whole page of things, of stupid things that I had done. 
Say, why'd you do that? I needed to write it. Nobody else needed to see it. And then I wadded it up and threw it down the toilet. Because I needed to make myself aware. You know what? You've done some stupid things in your life. But you know what? I'm forgiven. I'm liberated and free. And no more of those things are going to control my thinking or my way of life. Why? Because Jesus delivered me. He set me free. He's given me the power and the ability to overcome. You stay focused on the mistakes that we make. We, we allow things to get in the way and we start asking for things that are not what God wants us to have. Then we ask amiss and we don't receive. Amen? But Jesus said, everything that a person asks, he'll receive. So right here it says, if you ask for something that's not the will of God, there's no way it's going to come. So the asking has to be in line with what God says is so. Can you say amen to that? And we're going to end it to prove it even stronger with Mark chapter 11 and verse 23. Actually, I'm going to read verse 24 first and then verse 23. That piece of paper wants to get out of here. Where was I going? Oh, Mark. Mark 11 and verse 24. Say it after me again. I believe. I, believe. I, receive. I receive. Amen. Mark 11 and verse 24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things that you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Who's this? Jesus again. Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Verse 23. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his head. Did it say that? No. It says, he does not doubt in his heart. Now this, this, you've heard me say this many times before. I heard this years ago from, uh, I heard Brother Hagin say this years and years ago. I heard it on a tape the first time I ever heard it. And it, and, uh, a cassette tape years ago. And it's always stuck in my head. That you can, you can have faith in your heart and doubt in your head and get results. You can't leave the doubt in your head, but doubt will come to your head. And that's why he said right here, he's not talking about your head, he's talking about your heart. He said, assuredly I say, whoever says to what mountain? Not, not, not necessarily talking about a literal mountain, he's talking about obstacles and mountains in life. Be removed, be cast into the sea, and not doubt in your heart, but believe. What's the key? What have we talked about tonight? The key to the exchange is believing. What did I define believing is? Being absolutely persuaded. Accepting something as true. Uh, accepting truth based on what someone said. When you believe that God said this is possible, then you can have every single thing that you say. You know what happens? You don't say a whole lot. You only say. What did Jesus say? I only say and do the things that I hear and I see from my Father. That's what he said in, a, in multiple different scriptures. He said, I only, see, I only do and say the things that I hear from Father. 
So when he said something, when he cast out that demon, it was because Father said so. There were lots of people in those days that were possessed by demons. But we have an account of just a few that, he, that, that were delivered of, of demonic spirits. I'm sure there were a whole lot more. In fact, the Bible says there's all kinds of miracles that happened in his, in his ministry that aren't even mentioned. There's not room to mention everything that he did. But I'm telling you tonight that when we hear from God and, and, and along the way as we build a belief system with seed-like faith, with small seed-like faith, having doubt in our head, Lord, man, man, I, I see what that, I, I, I know what your word says, Lord, I, I know, and I'm thanking you for it. Lord, today I thank you that your word is true and it's working for me. The greater one lives inside of me. I can do all things through Christ. I know that this thing is not going to overcome, but man, I'm doubting in my head. Help my unbelief. When, when, when you make a statement like that, that's not part of your faith makeup. But there are times along the way when something that you haven't developed, you've got to get out of, and it's not going to come when you wait till your faith is so exercised and developed. That development comes from seed-like faith, stepping out, believing God, stepping out and believing God, stepping out and believing God, and time and time and time again as you do that, what happens is in that area you get a, a belief system established. You can have a belief system where finances are concerned and not have a belief system where your physical body is concerned, or vice versa, or in other, in other areas. Some people, you know, are overcomers financially and in their health, but they walk in fear in other areas of their life, and, and they're stymied by that fear. Well, God wants us to come out in every area. Amen? He wants us to come out of the closet, per se, in every area of our life and live victoriously, but it only happens by taking a step toward Him. When we draw near to Him, He draws near to us. You know what that looks like to me? I take a step toward Him, He takes ten toward me. <laughs> That's how faith works. That's how faith gets developed. We can talk about the definition of faith to the end of time, and, and most of the time, Hebrews 11.1, 1, which is the, now faith is the substance of the things that you hope for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Some people can't process that in their own mind, and it's too intimidating to actually believe that they could operate that way. I'm telling you today, it starts with faith as a seed. And when that seed gets planted, and you step out and you believe him for a specific thing, you get on the receiving end of that exchange that belief produces. Now, I'm going to ask you something tonight as I challenge you. And you can stand to your feet. Only stand to your feet if you want to. Only stand to your feet if you want me to be in agreement with you. But I'm telling you, my faith level tonight is high for you to receive. But I'm going to ask you this. You think of something tonight. There may be something that's pressing you something that you have not seen results on, something that has been prolonged and over a long period of time. And, I, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm not saying that 100% across the board that everybody's affected like what I'm, what I'm going to put out here. But many times the reason that we don't receive is because we don't take steps toward God. In other words, 
In other words, things that we've done wrong cause us to turn from God instead of press into God. We want to see something happen, and we're trying to make it happen, and we become more frustrated and more frustrated, and, and, and the more you try to make something happen, the less it will happen. The more you enter into a place of rest and confidence and belief that what God's promised he's able to do, the more you enter into that environment, the more you'll be on the exchange of what believing produces in, in, in a world of receiving. And it does. There's an exchange of receiving. Like the woman with the issue of blood, there was an exchange there because she tapped into the deposit that was already there for her. All the 12 years previous, of all the doctor visit and all the money that she spent, that was available. She just didn't know it. I'm telling you today, if you can find it in the Word, it's available for you. And if you learn to take steps toward God, I'm telling you, He will amaze you. What's stopping the amazement is you. What stops the amazement and things happening is us. Us underestimating how perfect we have to be in receiving from God. I'm telling you, you don't have to be. He'll make you perfect. He'll make you mature. And it'll be developed in that belief system that is established. So tonight, if you are hungering in your heart, I'm telling you, you're hungering to receive manifestation about a specific thing. Not, I don't want anybody to say what it is. That's between you and God, and my faith is going out. Some people say, well, you know, you can't, really believe with somebody unless you know exactly what it is. Not, not always. Sometimes it's that way, but not tonight it's not. God gave me the liberty to pray and agree with you. I'm not going to have you come stand up here. You're just going to stand in your seat, and I'm telling you tonight, as you stretch your hand out and I stretch mine, there's going to be a faith release, and it doesn't matter how strong and built up that your faith is. If you'll believe what I said tonight, it'll come to pass. Because <laughs> belief is believing in the words of what was said. And you know what I told you tonight? I only told you what the word said. So I'm the mouthpiece, but this is a word from God to you. And those words from God, if you'll believe them, it'll produce in your life. So everybody close your eyes just for a moment. We're not going to go any, any longer than us praying tonight. But I want us to pray believing. Tonight, just you, you, you think to yourself, you ask God about what you're believing for tonight. And, and, and by the Spirit of God, I'm saying this, God wants you to take a spiritual deep breath and relax. Relax. Quit trying to make something happen. I'm speaking to some of you tonight. Quit trying to make it come to pass. You don't have to make it come to pass. You have to get involved in the exchange. And tonight, what God wants you to do is reach out and believe for manifestation. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a marriage relationship. I don't care if it's finances. I don't care if it's your physical body, if it's fear, if it's, well, it doesn't matter what it is. God has the opposite of what is trying to torment you or hold you back. Or, or, or where there's things that have been kept back or lack of any kind. I'm telling you, God has the answer and it's already there for us. We have to reach out and receive it tonight. You say that's you tonight about a specific thing. You may have two or three things, whatever. 
Just stand to your feet right now. Just do it quickly. I mean, do it by faith quickly. There's something you want me to believe God with you concerning. And, you know, this doesn't mean that, you know, you're, you're in some desperate situation or some catastrophe or whatever in your life. You just believe in God for something. I'm going to agree. And I'm telling you, you're going to see something happen and come to pass. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just stretch your hand towards me and listen to what I pray. God is bringing revelation to you tonight that your life is a seed. Everything that you do in life, everything you say, every action, every response, every reaction becomes a seed that produces a harvest. God just wants you to be aware of it tonight. And in the name of Jesus, what you've been believing for, God is revealing to and giving you this image and this, this picture of that verse of Scripture that I talked about earlier in Matthew 11, in verse, I think it is 28 and 29, something like that. It said, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Enter in to the rest of the Lord. There's a rest and a confidence and a trust and a belief in God tonight. As you're stretching your hand towards me, I'm stretching my hand toward you, and we're in agreement. Any two agree is touching anything that they ask, it shall be done of the Father. When we ask and don't receive, we ask amiss. Not tonight. Not tonight. As you ask the Lord and you begin to thank the Lord for the manifestation of this thing that you have believed Him for, I'm telling you tonight, right now, the exchange is on in Jesus' name. Every hindrance to the exchange is removed tonight. All the mental and oppressive pressure that the enemy has brought to you that will never come to pass is a lie. And from today on, you're going to praise God and believe for the opposite of what he said. I declare tonight, as you believe, you are receiving in the name of Jesus. Every good and perfect thing comes from God above. And I'm telling you, it's already there for you. In the name of Jesus, so be it. If you believe that tonight, say amen. And amen. Come on, give God praise tonight. Glory to Jesus. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Say it again. I believe that I receive. And tonight we give God the praise for that. Amen? And amen. We're going we're gonna to hear of some good things manifesting just because of simple belief.